Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hi everybody, welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Have you ever given up on something that meant something to you? Everything doesn't need to be buried. Well, I hope today's show will inspire you to go back and dig up what was buried. Go back and get what's rightfully yours. Dig it up if you have to. This is going to be good. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of TMG. Tell me something good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Real quick, guys, don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. Hey, guys, first get started, as always, I want to give a shout-out to my very lovely wife, Nicole. I also want to thank everyone tuning in around the world. The show is being heard in over a dozen countries now around the globe, not including right here in the United States. I am so grateful for this. And to all the thankful listeners who tune in each week, I appreciate your ongoing support. And to all the first-time listeners, thank you. You are all an important part of the show. Guys, um, I'm 51 years old. And I've noticed something over the course of my life that happens every time without fail. Yeah, that's right. I'm 51 years old. So I've, I've seen some things. I've experienced some things. And there's, through my course of what I've experienced and through my course of what I've seen, I've seen something that does not change no matter what, no matter who we are, no matter the age, no matter the culture uh, we're brought up in, no matter what we've done, I've seen this happen over and over again, and it happens without fail. This is what I've seen. Whatever we can't fix, we look to bury. You can't fix the relationship, you bury it. You can't fix the job, you look to bury it. You quit, you get another one. You can't fix yourself, you bury it. You recover yourself in shame, in guilt, 
in excessive eating, attitudes, and anger. Because whatever we can't fix, we look to bury. Isn't that amazing? We have a tendency to bury things that we feel can't be fixed. If there's a relationship with your child and you feel it's beyond repair, you just bury it and say, oh, well. It could be a lifelong friend and something can happen. And if you feel it's beyond repair, we just bury it. Anytime we feel something can't be repaired or it's beyond repair or we believe that it's beyond repair. When our perception tells us it has reached that point, we look to bury it. I'm convinced that the graveyard of life is filled with things that people have buried because they couldn't fix it. Yeah, yeah. uh, A lot of things are being buried right now. While we're speaking right now, somebody is burying something because they feel it can't be fixed. We bury our emotions because we haven't had them addressed. Anytime we feel something can't be repaired or we feel it can't be fixed, we just bury it. Think about a person who starts a project, whether you're doing some home improvement and you decide you're going to redo the deck or redo the bathroom and because it you run into a snag or you run into some difficulties or you run into some hiccups, we bury the project. We're going to paint. Uh, you know how it is sometimes you say, well, I'm going to paint the room and because you can't find the right paint or paint brush and something happens and you become we become distracted and all of a sudden, what excited us in the beginning, the initial excitement is gone and we look to bury it because we can't finish it. We look to bury it because we can't fix it. I'm here to tell you, everything doesn't need to be buried. Just because we run into a snag, just because we run into an obstacle, doesn't mean it needs to be buried. Right now, there are people all over the world who are listening. Maybe you have a project that you were thinking about doing. Maybe there was something that you wanted to start. And because it came out to be tougher than expected, now we look to bury it. We'll either throw it in the garage and pile boxes on top of it, There are people right now who, at the beginning of the year, they start what's called New Year's Resolution. And that's when people 
make these resolutions to do certain things. Well, I'll go to the gym more. I'll stop eating more, you know, less cakes and sweets, or I'll do this more. I'll read more books more. And because things come in that we did not expect, the goal that we set for ourselves, we just bury it. It's not that the goal wasn't good. It's not that anything was wrong with the goal because something happens and it takes us off course. Now we feel we will just bury it. So I'm just convinced that the graveyard of life is filled with things that we have buried because they couldn't be fixed. It is possibly filled with dreams, ideas, and concepts that someone could have benefited from. But now that it's buried, we'll never know what it is unless you have the courage to go into the cemetery of life and dig it up. I remember being a child and as being a child, um, I remember my, my sisters would try to share ghost stories with me or scary stories with me. And they always would try to tell me that going into a cemetery was a bad thing or bad luck. And it was always scary. We always can hear going into a cemetery at night is scary because of what is there. And I'm here to tell you, going into the cemetery of of ideas, going into the cemetery of goals and dreams, yes, it can be very scary when you go to face something that you have buried, something that you have covered over. It can be scary facing that once again. But I also know this. How will we know if the idea is any good if we've got it covered over? How can anyone benefit from it if it is buried? If we have the courage to go into the cemetery and dig it up, then we can truly find out its real value. Listen, I've decided not to bury anything else. I've decided not to bury anything and to dig up everything I let someone talk me out of. And every dream that you had, each notion that you had, the thing that you placed in the back of your mind while you secretly waited to be validated by someone else. Listen, you don't need to be validated. You don't need validation. I heard someone say, the only thing that requires validation is a parked car. So I've decided not to bury anything. And I've decided I'm going to dig up 
everything that I let someone talk me out of. And you should also, every idea that you let someone talk you out of, dig it up. Every plan, every goal, every notion, dig it up. It may be scary to face it again, but dig it up. The very thing that you talked yourself out of is the very thing that you may need. The thing that you had in the back of your mind, go dig it up. Listen, it's easier to bury what we can't fix. Oh, yeah, I understand that. If we can't fix it, it's just easier to bury it. So it's easier to bury what we can't fix. Because then, if we bury it, watch this. If we bury it, then we also don't have to look at it. And let's be honest. Sometimes, looking at the things that we buried can be scary. Because when we look at it, we're looking at where we failed. We're looking at where we left off at. We're looking at where we gave up at. We're looking at where we threw in the towel. We're looking where we threw up our hands. But instead of throwing up your hands and giving up, throw up your hands and dig it up. So it's easier to bury what we can't fix because then we also don't have to look at it. And you can say, well, Travis, it's easy for you to say that. You don't know what I've buried. You don't know what I've covered over. You don't know what I've got concealed. It may be that you're supposed to start your own business. Maybe the relationship with that friend can be repaired. Maybe the relationship with your child can be repaired. Maybe the idea, maybe the negative thoughts that's in your mind can be chased out. Because if I bury it, then I won't have to look at it. And the biggest thing about burying something is that you no longer have to look at it. You no longer have to see it. You don't have to wake up to it anymore. You don't have to drive around in your car with it all day. You don't have to think about it. It's no longer on your mind. You know how they say out of sight, out of mind. Well, it's no longer on my mind anymore. When we bury it, we can dismiss any notion of its existence. See, it's easy for me to forget about something when it's buried. If you're trying to forget about it, all you have to do is just bury it. And I promise you, give it some time, you will forget about it. You will forget about it. And life will go on. But it's buried. And deep down inside of you, something is gnawing at you is scratching at you. 
because some of the things that we buried, we bury it alive. I was watching a show one time, and this person they 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 were you know they they were they were killing this person. They they were they had buried the person alive, and the person they buried was in this box, and they had buried him in the box, and they was clawing and they were scratching at the box, and they was clawing and scratching at the box, and they clawed so much and scratched so much that they scratched through the box until their hand came through the ground. I'm convinced that some of the ideas, some of the plans that we've buried, they weren't dead yet. I'm convinced that some of the things that we've buried, we've buried them alive, and it's still scratching at us. That's why you can't escape it. That's why you can't seem to get away from it. Everything you seem to do seem to take you right back to it. Every time you try to get your mind off of it, your mind walks right back to it. Everything you try to do leads you right back to it because what you buried wasn't dead. You buried something that's alive inside of you. The reason the idea keeps coming up, the reason you can't easily forget it, no matter what someone says, it always brings you back to this because you buried it alive. When we bury it, we also bury all emotions tied to it. You know how you were excited when you first thought about it. You were excited when you first heard it. You were first excited when you first researched on it. You were excited when it came to your mind. Listen, you were so excited about it that it kept you up at night. You could hardly sleep because you were so excited about it. You could barely eat because you were so excited about it. Everything you did throughout your day, you focused on it because you were excited about it. And those same emotions, when you bury it, you bury the emotions with it also. If the relationship doesn't work, we just bury everything about it. Yeah, yeah yes, we do. We bury everything. If the relationship don't work, if she don't act the way you want her to, if he doesn't behave the way you want him to, you just bury it. I've never seen so many people in a hurry to bury something. We just bury it. We get rid of what they, listen, whatever they gave us, we get rid of it. If they gave us a ring, we sell it. They gave us a pair of shoes, we give them away. If they have a poster, anything that reminds us of what they did, we want to get rid of it. We want to bury everything about it. And then we take one step further. You know, th this is this is the age of technology. So it is the age of social media. So we will we go on social media and we update our status. Used to show that you was in a relationship. Now it just says updated. And listen. And once we get on there, we remove all the pictures that had them. You know how it was. 
where their picture used to be all over your page. Now you go on there and you remove all the pictures you had of them because you want to bury it. We want everybody to know that there was a funeral and we buried it. We want to take all the pictures down. And listen, we, we're not answering any questions. Any pictures that had them in it, we'll remove it. We want the whole world to know that there was a funeral and you buried it. We don't want anyone to even bring it up. If they talk about it, what we say, what we say, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Because we buried it. And that's what we do. We want everybody to know that there was a funeral and we buried it. The, the only problem with a quick funeral is usually we ne it never gives us time to properly deal with what we are burying. Yeah, that's it. One of the problems with having a quick funeral, one of the problems with being so quick to bury things is that we never give ourselves time to properly deal with what we are burying. Sometimes we're so quick to cut people off. Sometimes we're so quick to cut things off. Sometimes we're so quick to quit a job because the boss said something you didn't like or a coworker said something you didn't like. So sometimes we're so quick to quit and to move on that we're not giving ourselves enough time to handle and process what just happened. So we move into something new, still trying to deal with the old. We move into something new, still processing the old emotions. So one of the problems with having a quick funeral is we usually never give ourselves time to properly deal with what we are burying. You know, when you know a loved one dies, you know, uh, whether it be a, a parent, uh, a loved one, a friend, you know, that is what they call a grieving period. It's time to, so you can handle your grief. So you can process everything that just took place. And sometimes we're so quick to move on that we're not allowing ourselves time to process the funeral we just had. You just broke up with somebody five minutes ago and, and 10 minutes later you're in another relationship. Give yourself a chance to process it. So one of the problems with having a quick funeral is usually we never give ourselves time to properly deal with what we are burying, what we're covering over. And two, we don't check to see if what we're trying to bury, if it still has a pulse. I told you, I'm convinced that sometimes there are a lot of things in the cemetery of life that still has a pulse. There are a lot of things that we have buried alive and it's still scratching at us. Still telling us, this is what you can do. This is what you're good at. Just because someone didn't validate you, 
Just because your mother or your father wasn't there to pat you on the back. Just because you didn't have the friend and the supporters that you thought you should have. Just because you didn't have someone there encouraging you every step of the way doesn't mean you should give up on it. Doesn't mean you should bury it. Doesn't mean you should shut the door on it. And sometimes we bury things so quickly it still has a pulse. It may, and if it still has a pulse, then it still has a chance. It may be breathing slowly, but it's still drawing breath. Its pulse may be weak, but it's got one. What are you saying? You may not have all the support you need, but you can encourage yourself. Don't worry about the ones who aren't encouraging you. Be the first person to encourage yourself. Look for the ones who are in your corner. Listen, are there ideas or goals or dreams you wanted to accomplish that you allowed or either someone else to talk you out of starting? Are there any goals or dreams that you wanted to accomplish that you either let someone else or you talked yourself out of starting? What is it that you knew you should have, been, you should have started? What is it that you knew you should have been doing? What is it that you know you can do that you let someone else or you talked yourself out of? Maybe you are a terrific cook and you thought of starting a restaurant. Maybe you are a gifted writer and someone and someone you feel and somehow you feel you should write books. Maybe so maybe you're a gifted writer and you feel you want to write books, but you hear or you heard this thought in your head that says no one will read your books or no one wants to hear what you have to say. Those are the things we have to fight through. Those are the things of conversations in our minds that we have to reach past and reach beyond. Guys, listen, here's the fact. The fact is we will more than likely fail first. Yeah, we will more than likely fail at our first attempt. Not because we weren't any good, but because failing is a part of every story. Beginning again just means this time you aren't beginning from scratch. This time you are starting with experience. Guys, there's an author, his name is John Grisham. I'm pretty sure you've heard him. He's a number one uh, selling author. And he was a lawyer before he became an author. So he, listen, now get this, he was a lawyer. So what does that mean? He went to law school. He studied the law. He disciplined himself to become a lawyer. 
He did all the things that are required to become a lawyer. He took the bar exam. He passed the bar exam. He practiced law. He stood before judges. He had court cases. So he did everything that a lawyer would do. He spent his time going to law school. So John Grisham is a very famous novelist. But at first, he began his career as a lawyer. But he loved to write. Something inside of him said you were a writer. He was practicing law, but something inside of him was scratching at him and said, you are a writer. So he loved to write. His first book, he wrote his first book. His first book was called A Time to Kill. So his first book was written in three years. But get this part here. Notice what I said. I said, chances are that we will more than likely fail our first time out. So the chances are we more than likely failed the first time, right? And it's not because we weren't any good. Like I said, remember, it's because failing is a part of every story. So he was a lawyer. He loved to write. His first book, A Time to Kill, was written in three years, and it was rejected by 27 different publishers. 27 different companies said, no, we will not publish your book. They turned him down. They turned him away. But now, here's one of the best-selling authors with total copies of 250 million of his books sold worldwide. Guys, those same 27 publishers that turned him down, that rejected him, would do everything they can to publish one of his books today. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we will more than likely fail first not because we weren't any good, but because failing is a part of the story. Don't bury it because you did not succeed the first time around. 27 different publishers turned him away. Guys, this is one of my favorite pieces right here. It's also been said that the Kentucky Fried Chicken or the KFC founder, uh, Colonel Sanders. Now, guys, get this. This story always captivates me. Uh, the KFC or the Kentucky Fried Chicken founder, Colonel Sanders, was rejected over 1,009 times before finding a taker for his chicken recipe so i want you to imagine this you have a recipe you have an idea you have a dream you have a goal you have something that you believe the world will benefit from 
You have something that you believe your friends can benefit from. You have a solution you think to someone's problem, and you get rejected over 1,009 times. Now, we, we can focus on the number of times he was rejected, or we can focus on the 1,010th time that someone said yes. You only need one yes to change everything. You may hear a lot of no's, and the fact is you may will, but all you need is just one yes to turn everything around. And you can never get that yes if you've got it buried. He was rejected over 1,009 times, not because the chicken formula was bad, not because it wasn't any good, but because failing is a part of every story. Clearly, there was a pulse in their dream. John Chisholm, John Grisham did not give up when 27 publishers rejected his first book. Colonel Sanders did not give up when it was rejected over 1,009 times. Clearly, clearly there was a pulse in their dream. There was still Life that was still a heartbeat in their dream. And there may still be one in yours. I've come to realize this fact. Sometimes people don't succeed because they're smarter than others. Sometimes people don't succeed because they are more gifted than others. Sometimes we succeed because it's our last resort. Colonel Sanders had held all kinds of jobs, all types of jobs. At one point in time, he was a midwife. That means he was helping people give birth in delivery, labor in delivery. So he had, he had a wife, he had children, he had a small social security check that he was getting, and he wanted a way to take care of his family. It wasn't that he was so smart. It wasn't that he was so talented. He just figured, this is my last resort. Maybe what you buried was your last resort. Maybe what you covered over was the idea that you needed. So sometimes we succeed because it's our last resort. If you ever, have you ever watched a, uh, a medical drama on television or if you have seen a medical drama on TV and, and the patient that the doctor is working on, somehow things go terribly wrong. They're laying on the bed or they're lying on the stretcher or they're in the ambulance and something goes terribly wrong and the vital signs begin to fade in the critical area. And you, and you stop hearing things going, and you know how that thing, that machine goes beep, beep, beep. And it tells you they have a pulse. And so instead of it going beep, beep, 
it goes beep. That's how you know something terribly wrong has gone because the pulse has left it. Maybe you feel the pulse has left. Maybe you feel that it's no longer going beep, beep, but it's going beep. Maybe you feel that it's flatlining. And the vital signs begin to fade in the critical area. And the doctor, and you know how it is, the doctors grab those things. The doctor says, grab the paddles. We need to jump start their heart. So we see them grab these two uh, metal electrical paddles and, and they put them on the patient's chest. And the doctor yells, clear. Then we see the patient's heart or we see the patient jump and see their the chest jump. And we, we see the patient's heartbeat once again. And it starts going beep, beep. And we can hear the beeping sound on the machine and, and the heartbeat starts again because their pulse has been restored. Maybe this is your opportunity to yell clear to get everything else out of the way. To clear all distractions and restore the pulse, tap into what you're hoping for. Check the vital signs. Give life back into what you hope for. Give life back into what you're dreaming for. Don't allow others to kill what you are willing to live for. And don't be so quick to negotiate yourself into a funeral when you should be participating in a celebration. Dig it up. Look, guys, I got to get out of here. Please, look, don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. I want you to look for the post that says Dig It Up. And I want you to leave a comment. Let us know what you are going back to capture, what you're going to go get, what is rightfully yours that you're going to go dig up. Look, guys, my name is Travis Patton Sr. It's been a pleasure with you guys today. As always, in party, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.